briefly before we pray on building the habit of God, building the habit um, of Jesus. Um, before that, as we would always do, as Jesus would always have us do, the Bible says that he sang a song and before he started his ministration. So we will sing a song this morning. Uh, song dear to our hearts. Hearts, dear, dear, Father, my soul, Things terrible times will come 
For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, ungiving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal. He says men will be brutal, without love of good, traitorous and reckless, conceited lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its powers. He says turn away from such as these people. Uh, they are the kind of whom their, their way is into households and captivate vulnerable women who are weighed down with sin and led astray by various passions, who are also always learning but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. And that's why God has says, God is saying to us here this morning, we should avoid such people. We should keep them far away, far away from our, our lives, uh, our relationships, our faith. We should keep them far away. So they, as we speak this morning concerning the habitual uh, relationship that we, we must have with God, God has told us that men shall be lovers of themselves and not of God. And as we walk in his righteousness and desire to know him, it is an instinctive uh, fellowship that every morning, one of the things that we have to pray is that God connects me with those who would see, who would, who would help me build my vision. Mm. Connect me with those who would assist me in 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 serving you and in in having the habit to serve you the way you want me to serve you. In the name of Jesus, I want us to pray this morning. We shall say, Father, as we wake up, as we continue our service to you, connect us with those. Who would not? Who would? Who would support us in serving the Lord in the name of Jesus? Let's turn to prayer this morning. So we must yearn for the truth of God. We must yearn to be like him. We must yearn to have his habits. Now, um, <clears throat> to grow in Christ, we must not, you know, isolate one side or one arm, arm of our relationship and leave the other. There must not be a gray area in our relationship. 
with God. We must embrace him mentally, physically, emotionally, structurally, foundationally. Let his word dwell in us richly. Is that not what the Bible says? It says let his word dwell richly in us so that we can imbibe and be able to have the habit of God. So how do we imbibe in this habit and attain godliness? By building structures. We build habits. Um, the Bible says in Luke chapter 4 and verse 16, it says, as his custom was, Jesus stood up, you know, to read them. Remember the famous words that he read? Today we have seen this established in our eyes. He went to Nazareth, Luke chapter 4 and verse 16, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. As was his custom. He stood up to read. Now, the Bible says here that it is his custom to go to the synagogue. And that's as we meet this morning. It is a custom. It's a habit of God. We are not doing anything different. God woke up early in the morning. We're even late. Now we're in the Jewish time. <clears throat> he would have woken up maybe around past three or four to pray. You see, so he says that we, we, this is, we are forming a habit. We're building a habit towards God's, what God has called us to do, the structures of God. He says we must build on this habit. He says Jesus, he, in the Sabbath day, uh, <clears throat> he built, he says he went into the synagogue and then he, 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 he conversed with his people. He preached to his people. He, 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 he taught them. He, 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 he was part of what is happening on that mm-hmm. Sabbath. And so also in Acts chapter 17 and verse 2, Acts chapter 17 and verse 2, as his habit was, Paul, as his manner was, yes, another verse of the scripture that says, as his manner was, that means this is a habit that the children of God must imbibe. As his habit, it should not be found amongst us that we are intermittent Christians. Today we are, tomorrow we are not. It must be a habitual thing, as was his custom. Paul went into the synagogue, another one here, and three in, in Acts chapter 17 and verse 2. And on the, on, on the three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them for the, from the scripture, and explaining and proving that the Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead. So that, that, that is the habit that we children of God must imbibe, habits to speak the truth, habits to give, habits to forgive, habits to, to, um, to, to be found in the things of God, of righteousness. Nothing should be found in us that is questionable. Habits to be able to be to look deep into the things of faith and hope in, in the things of God. That is what God has called us to do, and that is what you we will all do in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we must imply the habits to prayer. When the time for prayer comes, especially you know, private and personal prayers, we must not um, you put it aside. We must always look for opportunity to say one or two words of prayer to our maker because corporate prayer is good, but private prayer gives you a sense of um, ownership, a sense of ownership of your space and your spirituality. That is what God has called us to do. Um, if it, we, we, we must be dissatisfied with our present circumstance, our present situation. In Philippians chapter, Philippians chapter 3, um, verse 9, 
and 10 there. It says that I may know him. He wants us to know him. It says in verse 9, it says, Attaining righteousness through his faithfulness, nothing of my own, everything of God, everything. I want to know him. He says, I want to know him, that he may know him. Yes, Christ, he may know Christ to know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his suffering. So we want to be able to understand what did he pass through? How did he pass through this circumstance? And I pray um, <clears throat> that some, some, some who would travel to Israel um, in a very short while should be able to climb and be able to see those hills that he passed through. You will understand it firsthand how that he would, you, you know, he climbed those trees, those streets, those very, very high mountains. He climbed them um, with the cross on his shoulder. That's, that is that is what we, the children of God, should be able to form a habit, to be able to climb. In your, in your own case, in my own case, it might not be climbing with a physical cross on our shoulder on that, um, that route up to Golgotha, but in our service to him, in our dedication to him, in our being habitually his own, we will do that in the name of Jesus. Amen. We will do that in the mighty name of Jesus. And Moses writes in... In Romans chapter 10 and verse 5, it says about the righteousness that is by the law. It says that the person who does these things will live by them. And so those who, does, who do this thing, they will live by their, their, their creed, by what the Lord has advised us to do. So now, you could notice that even the people of the world, even the Satanists, are also curious of the same power. The power of God that God has given to us free. Free, free of charge, you know, just based on our faith in Him. Those who are on the other side of the fence are also desirous of this, this in power. They want to form the habit of God's people, of, of, of God's word. You know that this is people speak in tongues. The devil even speaks in tongues. And um, because it has been um, watered down so badly that uh, the people of the world would just speak in, they could just go on and speak in tongues. Just like Christians do, I'm sure you've heard that. And so, and so many times. In um, in um, Acts chapter eight and verse eighteen, you remember the the, the story the um, the issue, the story of the, the man who wanted to buy an anointing. He says in verse eighteen, he says when Simon saw that the spirit was given at the laying of on on the, the apostles' hands, he offered them money. He offered them money. And, and says, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands will, I, um, will receive the Holy Spirit. So you could see that there are people who want this power. All they want is to, to, you know, to receive power. But God has given you and taught you in so many ways and given you his words and assurance that when you do this, you are behaving like me. You're having my habit. You're going, you're desiring to be able to be God's representative, wherever you are, whatever you do, you are imbibing God's habit. And God wants you to imbibe his habit because he wants you to be able to translate this habit to those who listen to you, to your Jerusalem. That means your members of the family, remember the members of the immediate family. When you relate this attitude, this um, um, Christ-like empowerment into them, you're, you're, you're forming 
Jesus in them. It's a habit that you must keep. You must not let it go. Anyone who listens to you must be able to listen to the word of God. And you consciously want it to want them to know that you're not doing it because you, you are too righteous. And God knows who, who seeks him diligently anyway. But you're not doing it because you're righteous. You're doing it because that is the right thing to do. He is a rewarder indeed. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This is the confidence that every child of God must know. That in Romans chapter 3 and verse 5, for if we have been united with him in death like his, we also certainly be united with him in the resurrection like, like his. So if God is reigning in heavenly places and places you here to operate with his power and with his grace. We must all know that it is of him um, and not because we are righteous. It is him who has given us the grace and the power to be able to live on, to be able to lay hands even on the sick and come here, to be able to pray for one another. Now, also Moses um, needed to know him, you know, Moses needed to know him also. I uh, like uh, every time Daddy Dio says, um, we've got, we've, we have so so much grounds to cover. Uh, we've not done anything yet, and you know it's it's a it's a form of encouragement to each and every one of us. Now, in Exodus chapter thirty-three and verse thirteen, um, it says, "Then the Lord said to Moses, Depart and go up from here, you and your people, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt, to the land of which I have sworn to you, your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob." Now. It, it shows that there are lots of grounds to cover. We cannot remain in one position and remain there forever. There must be innovation. Now we are speaking online. The Bible, um, the, the, the word of the Lord is still going on in so many forms, in so many ways. We are innovating. We are praying that the Lord gives us wisdom to reach the, the ends of the world. That that every 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 um, uh, you know the. Christianity or re relating with uh, uh, the people will not be just because there must be a big core that must be rented or built, but because the Spirit of God is one and it is permitting the homes of people. Like now, we can imagine that it's, the Word of God is permitting the, the sitting rooms or the bedrooms of each and every one of us uh, as we listen our every day, our every night, every, every morning from Monday to Friday. Sometimes you hear from Kaduna, uh, Reverend, um, Reverend Williams there. Sometimes you hear from Poland. Sometimes you hear each other from, I don't know, Lithuania and, and there about the Lord is still moving in his mighty way. He wants us to form this habit, continue this habit. will not stop until we are able to reach each and every one um, who wants to hear, who is ready to hear. That's why it is important that you wake them up, wake your children up, wake your uh, your family up. Tell them there's something wonderful happening. We must build the habits of God because Jesus woke up early in the morning. He prayed. And so we also must wake up early in the morning to pray. So when you work for the kingdom and even everything and anything on behalf of Christ, you must cherish it. You must enjoy it. You must know that it is not your will. You are not doing it alone. You are doing it because God has given you the grace. It is that grace that we stand by. It is that grace that we stand for. It becomes habitual that we serve God. It becomes um, necessary, just necessary that we serve God. Colossians chapter 3 
and verse 23. It says, whatsoever you do, do your work utterly as for the Lord rather than as for men. He says, you do it. Put all your heart to do it. Make it a habit to do it. Make it a, a, a important that you place that importance um, to do it than every other thing and any other thing. <clears throat> no matter how small the platform is, uh, you know, when you're called to serve, when you're called to do anything, do it with humility. My brothers, do it with humility. My sisters. Philippians chapter 2 um, and verse 13. For it is of God who is at work in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. To will and to work for his good pleasure. You see, um, um, when you, when one um, says, would you like to join me for this or for that, for coffee or for that, it's my pleasure, you know, to join you because I know if you love coffee, if you, when people invite you up for coffee, you know it's, it's a time to share your space with them. And so God, even our Lord Jesus Christ is calling us to share a space, to share a habit, to share a culture, um, one with another. And so and we, we are calling ourselves this morning, let the spread, let the word spread. All your brothers, all your sisters to have this habit of God to serve humanity, to serve the Lord with all your heart. <clears throat> Another point here, he says to move away from the comfort zone. You see, when we when we dwell too much in our comfort zone, like God has called Moses and warned him to, about dwelling in the comfort zone, remaining there for too long. You see, it is not what uh, would help us to move ahead or to help us to in, imbibe in the habits of God. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 46 says, Blessed is, is that slave whom the master finds so doing when he comes. Blessed is that man. The master comes in and he finds you not as to man pleasing because, you know, as humans, we want to do things when our masters are there. But when he's not there, blessed is the man who would continue in the habit of the culture of a company, in the habit of the culture of, 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 of their, the family code. You know, in the, you see that people are privileged to, born, to, to be born in a family where people pray. You, you, I, 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 it would be, it would be very bad, uh, to say the least, to find out that when the parents or the grandparents are no more, the children or the children, children are, are not praying anymore, or they are not waking up anymore to pray, or they are not being helpful, or they are not, you know, doing the, what they had passed on to. They are not doing the, those things anymore. We pray that the Lord will give us a habit, the ability to build this habit. In, from one generation to the other in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, in Psalms 111, verse 2, the Bible says, Great are the works of the Lord. They are studied by all who delight in them. The works of the Lord are great. They are studied by the works of them, um, studied by all who delight in them. We must delight in the word of God. We must study it to show ourselves approved. Is that not what the Bible says? To show ourselves approved. We must study it, you know, precept by precept, word for word. And and as we do that, we are imbibing the ability to, to habitually love the word of God, love the things of God. The Lord will help us to do to achieve this in the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. in the most wonderful name of Jesus. And, and another thing also is that we must remember the Sabbath. We must remember the Sabbath. We must remember that this time, there's time for work and there's time for play, there's time for rest, 
and they stand for, you know, to doing uh, different chores. Now, Exodus chapter 32 and verse 2, Exodus 35 verse 2, says, For six days' work may we be done, may it be done, but on the seventh day you shall have a holy day, a Sabbath of complete rest to the Lord. Whoever does anything, any work on this shall be put to death. Now, nobody's put to death. Now we go to work in a special circumstance. But the Lord, you know, has given us this recipe to be able to attain the habitual knowledge of God. He's given us this recipe. I was listening recently to um, a Jewish um, a man who was trying to give an analogy why they remain rich. You know, they remain rich. No matter what they do, they just remain rich. Some of them don't even read this um, Torah. But because of the, 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 their cultural um, relationship, in other words, their habitual relationship with God, they, they, they have no reason not to be rich. He was really, really explaining. And I felt I should really, you know, listen to this man talk. It's a Jewish program um, on YouTube. Now, he, <clears throat> he mentioned how that... Um, but most some of the things he mentioned, he was mentioning them in Hebrew uh, or in Jewish language, um, how that they, they, you know, they do their sacrifices with um, giving their offering and all that. He was trying to explain that. So you see, they, they, these are habitual things of God that we must, we as Christians, must be able to keep. We should not let it go. We should look for it, search it. It's in the Scripture. So that we are, our finances will be intact, so that our, our relationships will be intact, so that our ability to forgive will be intact, so that our ability to rise up to occasions will be intact. Habitual service recognize that it is not of him that will it, but that of God who shows mercy. In John chapter 9 and verse 3, Jesus answered it. It was neither that this man sinned nor his parents, but it was so that the word of God might be made or displayed in him, or some impressions it might be made manifest in him. You see, it wasn't because he was so, um, you know, the parents did anything special or the or those around them did anything special. This man was blind, completely blind. In fact, stone black blind. But when it was time for him to to rise up, it it. it was God's will that He would he will it that this man would be will see, and that day was his day of reckoning, because it is God's habitual nature to save. It is God's habitual nature to do good, even uh, irrespective of the days of the of the of the week. It was His nature to do good and to be adhesive to the to the words of God. Praise the Lord. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Now. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not, not of yourself. It is, the, it is the gift of God that God has given each and every one of us, one of us to be saved of him. This morning before we pray, I want us to resonate in our, our mind, to remember that, it, 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 to ask ourselves, have we been doing enough to attain the habits of God? Are we still having little lies and little untruth and little um um tired maybe we're tired and 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 we're supposed to do one or two things and we are not doing them because 
of the, the tiredness? Have we gone back to God and says, God, uh, you have spoken in your word and has asked me to be habitually a server of God, habitually, habitually to be in your presence because Jesus did that. Because it was habitual for Daniel to be righteous. It was habitual for for um, 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 your, your children of old to to you know to come together to pray and to sing songs and to and to uh, prophesy and to stand in harmony and in in, in unison with with the Word of God. Is it? Is, am I doing enough? Um, have, have I have I have I gone so low that I can't wake up again in the morning or before I sleep? Call upon the name of our God or to read the Scripture. These are things that we should do habitually, and God will help us as we Amen. as we build ourselves up in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. We are not doing anything we 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 are not preordained to do, uh, brothers and sisters. Nothing have, uh, that we are doing now that we are not preordained to do. Everything that we are doing now, in other words, everything that we are doing now, we we were preordained to do them. We are preordained to do them. Uh, he even preordained our boundaries. You see, Jesus preordained our boundaries. He prearranged our languages. And so it is not um, the languages that we learn upon our own languages are just part of what he had already preordained that in your lifetime you'll be able to speak French. He had already preordained that in your lifetime, if you do speak French anyway, in your lifetime you'll be able to hear people speak in Chinese. And then you will be able to speak. He has preordained your cultures, your boundaries. In Acts chapter 17 and verse 26, it says, From one man he had made all nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history. God had already appointed their times in history. And that the boundaries of their lands he had already made in place. And that is why when you see probably Ukraine today is having this and having that with Russia, it has all been prearranged. God knows the end from the beginning. And he is a righteous God uh, because, because he knows what is going to happen at the end of this, uh, this squabble. He knows that people will begin to know him. We call him Jehovah. And so we would we will not be dismayed, we will not be deterred, but we will continue habitually to praise him, to relate with him, and to depend on him. And he will help us in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. For we are his workmanship. We must know that created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, so that we would walk in them. As we walk in them, the Lord will order your steps in the name of Amen. Jesus. As we walk Amen. in them, the Lord will anoint your lips, anoint your hands, anoint Amen. you and help you to, to build your family in a godly way in the name of Jesus. Psalms 118 verse 22 recognizes this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. When things begin to happen in such a way that we cannot explain it, we know that it's a lost doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord will keep us and will brighten us up in the name of Jesus. Your children, your family will not suffer and regret in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. One other thing before we go 
is self-evaluation. We must self-evaluate. Well, how far have we got? What have I done here? Is it? Is it? But this is the third month going to the fourth month. Is it? Am I? Am I in track? Am I on track? Am I able to meet up my set out goals for the year? We must look at ourselves and evaluate ourselves very, very right. Hebrews chapter twelve, uh, verse five and six. There it says, "As a father is a son, it is my son. Do not make a light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when He rebukes you. God will rebuke you, and you will listen to Him, and you will take the rebuke because He has done that, um, so that your life will be better at the end." He would prune you so that your life would be better at the end. Do not, you know, we can't hide away from him. Why? Um, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he disciplines everyone he accepts as his son. Has the Lord accepted you as his son? Has he accepted you as his, you know, personal, has he become a personal Lord and Savior in your life? Then you must relieve yourself to him and give him the ability to be able to walk in every part of you. In every situation, you know, there will be no great areas in your life with your relationship with God. And then he would He would put you right. He would lift you up. His habits would be embedded in you in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And finally, there's Malachi chapter 3, um, verse 1 through 3 there. It says, um, we, we are all precious metals in Amen. God's hand. We Amen. are all precious in His hands. He's, we are the apple of his eyes, we know. We, we, we resonate as God's beauty. He wants us to always, uh, you know, celebrate him and, and shine in his presence. Now, in verse 1, it says, And I will send my messengers who will prepare the way before you. Then suddenly the Lord you, um, the Lord you, you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. And then he says, But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can endure the day of his coming? Um, recently, I was just speaking with my wife there, and I said to her, remember the scripture that says that we, the, our flights, our flights should not be during winter, because we saw this on the telly, how people are fleeing Ukraine, and, and the people, the children are being killed. And, and I mean, you begin to imagine, if it's cold for me here, in Ireland, inside the house, how much cold would it be for people fleeing Ukraine, you know, with that kind of the bombs and shelling? And so the Bible says here, it says, who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or the launderer's soap. He will sit on the refiner and refine and purify of a profile of silver. He will refine the Levites. He will, uh, he will refine them with gold and silver. Then, the Lord will have men who will bring offering in righteousness. God wants us to serve him in righteousness. He wants us to serve him in holiness, in, in sobriety, in the knowledge and the, the admonition of God. He wants us to be able to, to imbibe the habits of goodness, the habits of faithfulness, the habits where you know we we are able to you know speak to each other without Beautifying the words without being scared. What is my brother going to think when I ask him for this, or when I say this to him, when I advise him? What is he going to say? And how we must be able to be open to each other. That's what the Lord wants of us. And as we do that, brothers and sisters, the Lord will give us the grace and the empowerment to reach out to the 
to the ends of the end of our days. In Amen. Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 One or two prayers before we go. We shall say, Father, be happy to be able to serve you well. Give to me today in the name of Jesus. Be happy to be able to serve you well. Give to me today in the name of Jesus. Lord, be happy to have the name that's above every other name. A life of righteousness, a life of goodness, a life that that honors you, a life that is not the name of God, is grace to the name of God. Let my heart go again Let my mind again in the name of Jesus. Lord, I